Hey, 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 Snap Survivors. Welcome back to After the Snap. What we have here is a virtual refugee camp for all those people who were affected by Thanos Snap. I'm your host, Tasha Pierce, and I'm here again with the second episode of After the Snap. If you've joined me before, welcome back. If you're new, make yourself at home. There's plenty of room for any survivors of Thanos' iconic snap. Um, well, we're going to start out this week talking about Marvel, of course, because that's what kind of universe we're in. Um, this week has been rife with nothing but rumors, very little news. But uh, one of the rumors that we've uh, discovered is regarding Hawkeye. We're getting the rumor that Hawkeye could possibly be getting his own movie or his own story we'll say a project um, we're not certain if this is a big big screen adaptation or if we'll be getting something for Disney's upcoming streaming service but uh, we're seeing Jeremy Renner uh, could possibly be getting a, a, a movie based on his character Hawkeye This product project is uh, actually supposed to be in the early stages of development and it could possibly be uh, Clint Barton training a brand new archer to take over his mantle. Now, if this turns out to be true, it would no doubt excite everybody to see uh, uh, Hawkeye pass the mantle on, pass his bow and arrow on to a new character. and. Um, the uh, actress Catherine Langford from 13 Reasons Why was casted in Avengers 4. So people are kind of speculating that she may be playing uh, Kate Bishop and that she could possibly be getting that bow and arrow next. For now, we're going to have to wait because, like I said, this is just a rumor. It's been, uh, it's been reported on several sites uh, and... That's just a rumor, really, that's coming through. We also got Kevin Feige being asked on the red carpet uh, whether or not Deadpool survived the snap. And his answer was, uh, in regular Kevin Feige fashion, that Deadpool is not part of the MCU, so we're not certain if Thanos' snap reached the universe that, that uh, Deadpool was in. So uh, he could be safe. Maybe he's not. But he also expressed an interest in uh, joining the whole Marvel family together under one umbrella and how excited he is to get uh, access to the characters that were under uh, 21st Century Fox. In other Universal News, we have Star Trek short treks coming out. So if you're not familiar, well, if you're a Trek fan, I'm, I'm positive you're familiar. But if you're not a Trek fan, if you're not really big into what's going on on CBS All Access, we're going to have the second season of Discovery starting very soon. And uh, pre precluding all of the new episodes of Discovery, there have been four Star Trek short treks. So these are like 10 to 15 minutes in length. And they're like little mini episodes and they're giving you teasers into what the action of Discovery is going to be in its second season. 
Now we've already known uh, during the main series that we're gonna get uh, Captain Pike and we're gonna get uh, some Spock. We're gonna see some familiarity with our Klingons. They're gonna actually have hair and they have a pretty decent explanation as to why they'll have hair. That'll probably come in an episode later that I'll talk about that more at length when I'm really talking about uh, when I'm really talking about Star Trek. But the next short trek, so the first short trek that came out was called Runaway. And it was based on uh, Tilly. So was Ensign Tilly, now Cadet Tilly. So she um she had the first episode of Short Treks. It really wasn't a bad episode. Uh, it was more or less her doing a night shift uh, in the lower decks and she runs into a stowaway on the ship. So that's all. That can be found on CBS All Access under Discovery. The second Star Trek Short Treks is Calypso. And Calypso is introducing Aldous Hodge. So Aldous Hodge, he's uh oh my goodness. It's a pretty decent actor. We've seen him in we've seen him in the uh TNT show Leverage. We also saw him play MC Wren in Straight Outta Compton. And then he played uh in Hidden Figures. He played uh Levi Jackson and he also played Noah in a series called Underground. So yeah, Aldous Hodge is joining the cast and where we find him in Calypso, and as a matter of fact, I'll read you the official log line. Um, After waking up in an unfamiliar sick bay, Kraft, that's Aldous Hodge's character, finds himself on board a deserted ship and its only companion and hope for survival is an artificial intelligence computer interface. Um, there's a teaser trailer out online for this uh, short trek episode and in the teaser it says 1,000 years after discovery so we're finding ourselves in the future um, on, on the discovery but there's nobody else there but craft so um, looks like a very interesting episode I am so looking forward to seeing it it comes on November 8th and you can best believe that I will be uh, covering that in our next installment of After the Snap. Or possibly in a future installment of After the Snap. We also got a rumor out of the DC camp that um, strangely, we saw that Wonder Woman uh, was the, the, the release date for Wonder Woman has been moved, it's been pushed from November 2019 until June of 2020. So we won't be getting our next installment of, uh, of Wonder Woman, the uh, Wonder Woman 1984 movie. We won't be seeing that until June of 2020. But the big rumor is why. And uh, the reason it keeps popping up is that DC is going to reboot their universe starting with Wonder Woman 1984 so um, my understanding of how this may occur if this rumor turns out to be true is through uh, through possibly 
time travel or a deal that uh, Wonder Woman makes with a god. Now that is uh, something that I got from, and I want to remember her name, Grace Randolph. So Grace Randolph's uh, YouTube page. And she talks like she has just a little bit of insider knowledge. So she could possibly uh, have gotten some great information from somebody on the inside. Or it could just be more speculation, which I'm all for speculation. I am not uh, one of those Nazi type people who who don't like doesn't like to speculate on what may be coming I'm just concerned as a lot of DC fans should be about the comparisons that could possibly be be made of if DC chooses to reboot its universe using time travel those comparisons are going to be inevitable if we turn out seeing time travel being used as a plot device in Avengers 4. And I'm pretty sure the last thing DC wants right now is to be called a copycat because it seems like D uh, Marvel makes a move and DC follows right in behind it. Uh, we got the, the uh, cinematic universe jumped off with Iron Man and then they saw the success of that and they gave us Man of Steel. Then we see the success of uh, the future team-up movies, the Avengers, and then we get Justice League. And it's always, it's always just a hair behind Marvel, and it's always the quality is just a hair below. So we've become accustomed to seeing such chemistry between actors in the Marvel Cinematic Universe so that when we get we don't get that chemistry in the DCEU, um, we feel cheated or we feel like we know that it could be done better and I would just think that they would try to distance themselves a bit from Marvel and not use time travel as a plot device to uh, move their universe forward. We can all agree, I'm sure, that the universe does need a push. It needs, it, something needs to happen. They, they are going to have to implode some things to, uh, to get some balance later. And uh, a lot of people are speculating, of course, that we've seen the last of Henry Cavill as Superman and that we've seen the last of Ben Affleck as Batman. In fact, there's already been uh, rumors of other actors taking on those roles. And time travel or uh, escaping into another universe is probably the only way they can get away with just switching the actors especially in the Batman case because you're taking an actor uh, Ben Affleck is 45 years old at least and then we're hearing that Matt Reeves who's who's uh, adapt who, who has written a script actually and is making uh, is looking I, I guess to is looking to begin production on the Batman and the Batman the movie is focusing on a younger Batman so we're not going to see Ben Affleck as Batman now there to be fair it does say he's still involved but uh, I really believe that if the rumors are true and if DC is uh, 
looking to introduce time travel or alternate universes in the Wonder Woman film, that they're looking to, to just go ahead and go in a different direction from Affleck. So as it stands, like what, what DC needs right now is a winner. And um, the question for today in the meat of my episode is going to be, will Aquaman be the breath of fresh air that DC needs? So DC has a slate of films in the works as they continue to build their universe. Future projects include a Suicide Squad sequel penned by ousted Guardians of the Galaxy director and writer James Gunn. Um, we've, we've got a confirmation, actually, that this is going to be completely separated. It's going to re- reboot the Suicide Squad franchise. Then we have Birds of Prey. That's a movie that's in the works. It's been casted. And a Harley Quinn and Joker relationship movie. And also Shazam. And then we we aforementioned uh, Wonder Woman 1984. But before we get to any of those movies, we have to travel through Atlantis. So uh, Aquaman is going to be directed by James Wan. And it's going to hit theaters December 21st. So a few weeks ago, we got that five-minute trailer into uh, Arthur Curry's homeland, and it honestly, it looked incredible. Uh, The story is going to follow Jason Momoa's character as he journeys to bring understanding between Atlantis and the land dwellers. He's going to have to battle his half-brother Orm for the throne, and the task does not appear to be an easy one. The visuals we were treated to in the trailer were nothing short of extraordinary. Um, there seems to be a clear direction of where DC wants to go with Aquaman. Um, as they offer more insight into his internal struggles in his, <laughs> sorry, into his internal struggles and his relationship with Mira before she became his queen. Okay, so this fleshing out, this fleshing out should connect audience with audiences with Curry and Atlantis, much like Marvel did with Black Panther and Wakanda. I feel like this is what will help. Uh, the movie lovers are going to get past that rushed feeling that they may have gotten from Justice League. And we get to know the characters. We find out what makes them tick. We understand what the stakes are and how important whatever mission they embark on is to them. And then it makes it important to us. And then we got a little taste of this uh, in the success of Wonder Woman. Uh, We followed her from childhood into adulthood, learned about her values, her compassion, and uh, what she lost by following her heart. She was a fearless warrior because she was bred from fearless warriors. And we get to see how she was raised. We got to see how fierce the women, the Amazonian women were, and we could connect to how that would uh, affect her. We were introduced to her and became more invested in her journey to become the character we saw at the end of the movie. I feel like this is what we can expect from Juan's Aquaman. We will definitely be shown how high the stakes are and we should all be doing fist pumps as he endeavors to unite the seven. So I hope that by the end of the movie, DC has another winner, but that they also learn that building their universe on that stable foundation is fundamental. 
and now I'm going to be a downer for just a second because they're starting they're, they're starting a good foundation <clears throat> they've introduced us to Wonder Woman we love Wonder Woman they're introducing us to Aquaman we're going to love Aquaman they need to do that with a couple more characters they, they, they need to give us the Flash they need to give us Cyborg if they're going to give us Cyborg what they don't need to do is this Harley Quinn and Joker movie. Um, and I have a reason for that. It would be the last uh, movie that I would do, in my opinion. That would be, if I had to do it, it would be absolutely last. Because there's already, already rumblings. I'm one of the people who's rumbling about it. Uh, glorifying dysfunctional relationships. Celebrating the brainwashing of, of Harley overlooking the physical and emotional abuse she suffered and the numerous times he nearly murdered her so yeah I'd probably steer clear of this one Warner Brothers and and simply because of the time that we're living in also and I'm not saying that this would be okay in any time anytime you are glorifying by making an entire let's say even if it's a 90 minute movie if you've got 90 minutes of Joker and we know from the comics and the cartoons and, and uh, prior movies, the Suicide Squad movie, in fact, if we know that he is abusive to her, if we if we know this and understand this already, why glorify that with a 90 minute movie? I'm going to see him or it was bad enough seeing it in the, in the cartoons, but in the time that we're living in now, that's not what you want to depict on the big screen because the moment some mother or father sees their daughter dressed up like Harley Quinn they're going to blame DC and Warner Brothers they're not going to look in the mirror and say I didn't have to let my daughter <laughs> watch this movie they're going to say oh DC is setting a horrible example and that's not the press that you want right now right now you want to ride the positive press that we're getting from movies like uh, Wonder Woman was very uplifting to women in this in this day and age that's what a movie needs to depict if you're gonna depict a relationship between a man and a woman in a comic way it does not need to be uh, a dysfunctional one unless within that movie it, it turns into like a uh, what was her name? Uh, Jennifer Lopez in Enough. Unless she gets to training and she actually fights back and defends herself against her her abuser. But that's not the way it happens in uh, in DC Comics with Harley and Joker. And that's probably not the movie that that Warner Brothers should want to push too hard right now. So the focus. Should be on those standalone movies like we were saying. Uh, Shazam, The Flash, Cyborg. Give us some foundation. Birds of Prey, could that could be a good uh, addition. And uh, Gun Suicide Squad should be very interesting. But it's all going to start with Aquaman. And that's in theaters December 21st, 2018. I also see some uh, what looks like it's going to be a lighter take 
but still it looks like it's going to be a pretty decent movie shazam um in the trailer we saw billy baxton a rebellious foster child as he talks to a social worker she's telling him that they find found him a new home and she's encouraging him not to run away that's you know an introduction to billy's character an introduction to the family that he's taken into and uh Billy's also introduced into this uh, family with foster brothers and sisters, just like in the comics. And Freddie Freeman, his twisted sense of humor and his affinity for superheroes. Um, so they appear to, to strike a friendship. And uh, the movie actually looks like it's going to be like that coming of age story where these two young men uh, embark upon a journey after learning that Billy has gotten these powers from this wizard Jaimon Hunsu. I can never say his name. Jaimon Hunsu. Hunsu. And he's got to be the hardest working person in anybody's cinematic universe because he is all over the place. He has played okay I won't just go into all of what he's but we've seen him a lot of places. We're going to see him in Aquaman. We're going to see him in Shazam. We're going to see him in uh, Captain Marvel. So he's everywhere. He's everywhere. But, um, yeah, that it, it actually looks like it's going to be a pretty decent movie. And it, uh, it's, giving me, it's giving me vibes that DC may be on the right track. And uh, introducing Shazam, Flash, uh, the Birds of Prey, Suicide Squad, let that be DC's mission because what we need is to get connected to these characters and not just throw them together where we don't even care about them because that's what happened in Justice League you know a lot of us um, old school comic book fans and a, and a lot of the new ones we couldn't wait to see this happen but we didn't want to see it happen in that in that thrown together and rushed manner and I think DC kind of owes us. The movies were not terrible, but they did just did not hold up to what we know they could have been. I also understand that there are rumblings that we're going to get a Green uh, Lantern Corpse movie. That's a great idea because we need to see Green Lantern done correctly. You know, the Ryan Reynolds movie, it's, it's a running joke all over the place <laughs> how bad the script was for that movie so we what we need to see is green lantern done right i myself would uh would, would love to see i would love to see the john stewart version of uh of green lantern but you know what if you're doing the green Lan lantern corpse i don't care which version we get just make sure that it is done correct. So my understanding is that Jeff Johns is uh, is writing or has written a script for that. So hopefully, we will see uh, we'll see something come to fruition concerning that movie because we need to see Green Lantern done right. And and I know I'm giving an awful lot of attention to uh, DC movies right now today. And that's because, you know, we, we can talk 
Marvel and all of their successes all day, every day. We could talk literally every day for a year about Marvel and its successes. But if you are just a comic book fan, just a comic book nerd, and you didn't have a choice or you didn't you didn't have a, a clear favorite between Marvel and DC, which when I was a youngster, I didn't. Growing older, I started leaning more towards the Marvel side. But uh, as a young person, I didn't have a choice. I liked them both, you know. You kind of want to see your characters done right. And uh, I've seen, you know, Gal Gadot. She, she did, they did a good job with Wonder Woman, her introduction. Um, I'm a little bit afraid for this Wonder Woman 1984. That's why I talked about it a little bit earlier. Um, hopefully, the trailers are not overselling the movie for Aquaman because what they've done to create uh, a world, Atlantis, I'm getting the same feelings that I got when I saw Wakanda. It's just, uh, it's really, truly a magnificent amount of detail that they put into the scenery that we can see in the trailer. And then there's also uh, the costuming was pretty. You know what we saw of, of the uh, armored sea creatures. Oh, it's just beautiful. Hopefully, the the actual end product is as good as those trailers are. And then we get the uh, the feeling that Shazam is going to give us, you know, some laughs. And also, you know, we're going to actually see this story unfold as it should on the big screen. And that is exciting. It's got to be exciting for uh, DC fans. It's exciting for me. I would love to see it get done. And I would love to see DC's <clears throat> movies be on par to what Marvel has done. I also, and because I'm not, uh, I haven't subscribe to the DC streaming service just yet um, I plan to so I haven't seen any I don't I don't look at the spoilers for Titans I don't read the spoilers for Titans I would like to see that show with fresh eyes when I see it so please don't please don't send me anything about <laughs> Titans I would like to be surprised but um, I'm not hearing bad things I've seen nobody say anything negative about Titans, which is a good thing. So, hopefully, that the shows that uh, that they put out on their streaming service uh, elevate and can turn into something bigger. Because that's what I like to see for that universe. I like to see the DCU just flourish. You've got some great characters. Uh, you actually had a, a spectacular Superman. Um, we could work. There's so many things that you can work with. There's so many angles that you have. All of your characters are under one umbrella. You should be able to build a universe that your fans will invest in. And if your fans want to be uh, Hydra agents and <laughs> just want to be Debbie Downers all the time, well then, that's the thing about these kinds of movies. You're going to make new fans. Because there's a bunch of kids out here who have not been exposed to Superman, 
done correctly. Uh, they've seen the Wonder Woman, hopefully. Uh, they will be exposed to Aquaman. They will be exposed to Shazam. We just need to get a new generation of DC fans. If your old generation of DC fans is just so used to complaining about what's not getting done. You got some great fans who whatever happens, they rolling with the punches and I like that. You know, and there's nothing wrong with uh, constructively criticizing a product you like. I'm a Bears fan, a Chicago Bears fan. So I know all about uh, being part of a fan base who is not getting out as much as we put in. Uh, we'll be having for, gosh, 30 years. So I understand and, and there are a lot of other people who understand that, you know, we you fall on hard times. Things aren't always going the way that we want it to go, but we can always get better. And that's what I'd like to see DC do. I'd like to see them pull themselves up by their bootstraps out of this funk of everybody's, and I'm doing it too, but everybody comparing their product to Marvel's. And that's because the, the bar has been set now. Now you have to rise to the bar and then possibly exceed it. So hopefully that happens with this next, uh, this next round of DC movies, with the exception of that Harley Quinn Joker movie. I think they could shelf that movie. Um, the Joaquin Phoenix Joker movie looks interesting. Uh, what I hope we don't, and, I, and I've heard that it's not, but I'm going to still put this out here. Uh, what I hope we don't see is a lot of Heath Ledger comparisons. I want to let Joaquin Phoenix do his version of the Joker. We're either going to like it or we're not going to like it. But there will never be another Heath Ledger. We will never get that Joker back. And he completely immersed himself in that character and you know there's there's never going to be another Heath Ledger but Joaquin Phoenix could do a great job uh, introducing us with this origin story of uh, an off-universe Joker uh, um, trying to stay away from a lot of the spoilers because I, I do I do a lot of spoilers for uh Avengers 4, Wonder Woman. I'm see I see so much. And because I'm I'm doing this podcast, I have to like seek out information. I have to be able to bring you guys something fresh. But um sometimes I want to be surprised. And you know, as as more is known about uh Joaquin's left Joaquin Phoenix take on the Joker, I uh you know, I kind of don't want to know, but I have to know, you know, I want to be surprised when I go to the movies. I want to look at it with, without, uh, any preconceptions in my mind about what I'm supposed to be seeing. And honestly, it's very hard to do in the social media age. It's like everywhere you turn, there's something. And sometimes that somebody that's putting that something up is me. So I'm sorry if you, if you know, if you're one of my, uh, my, my social media followers or but uh yeah it's it's a uh, it's an exciting time to be 
a comic book fan. It 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 a, a person who was invested in seeing these movies. I and I am. And speaking of movies, because I've rambled on along long enough. Uh, speaking of movies, we got the girl in the spider's web. That movie is coming out on uh, November 9th. And that's the next movie that's in my my book of movies to see. That's the next movie that I have up. And uh, there's a whole lot of controversy even in that uh, universe where, you know, they've changed who was playing uh, Elizabeth Salander. If you're not, if you haven't watched uh, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, you need to watch it. <laughs> You need to watch it. It's actually a trilogy, and um, I remember the the first move, the first book and movie was the girl with the dragon tattoo, and then there's the two sequels to follow up. This would be number four, the girl in the spider's web. Now the the two the the first three, the ones that uh, meant the most to me were the ones that were done foreign language. I can't even remember what language it was in. Somebody will let me know via email and after the snap at gmail.com but um i also liked the the uh u.s version of the girl with the dragon tattoo it was uh excellently done the the books are great but um the girl in the spider's web is not authored by stieg larson who was the original author he passed away before he wrote uh, the girl in the spider's web but we had somebody and I can't remember his name right now you'll tell me that too I'm sure he um he picked it up wrote the girl with the Sp in the spider's web and kept the tr kept the series going so this is the first of those movies to be adapted to the big screen and uh it's got a different director we got some new act actors and actresses playing some characters that we uh we were kind of attached to so i would love to, i can't wait to see how that turns out i will definitely be going to see uh the girl in the spider's web this weekend it'll probably be uh probably be friday or either uh might go on thursday night when they have the the pre-screenings so uh yep that's what's going on in my world what's going on in yours I'm pretty sure that uh, you can say that you may have agreed with everything I said, or you might have some things that you disagree with me on, and that's fine. Uh, that's, it's good for conversation. If you'd like to contact me, you can contact me at afterthesnap at gmail.com, or you can go over to the Facebook page, After the Snap, or you can join our group on the Facebook page Snap Survivors and you can message me all day there and I, I pretty much answer pretty quickly because I don't I don't have a life I go to work and, and, and I come home and I talk to myself for an hour and a half so that's that's basically what I do daily so you're not interrupting anything go ahead and send me something to my inbox I'll be excited I may even share it on a future episode and uh I got lots of work to do out here on the camp, on in the the camp. Um, see some new survivors coming. Hello, welcome. Plenty of room here, um, and there's plenty of room for you as well. 
I'd like to thank you for listening to today's episode of After the Snap, and I will catch you on the flip.